Hi, friends. I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're dead Dead drunk. drunk. So this case is not about Scott Peterson, but can we just like talk about him for a second? One of the most incriminating things he did, in my opinion, was try to run away. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he did it is a whole different story, but you can listen to our two-part series on him if you'd like to. But today's case is somewhat similar because a man is going to be charged with the murder of his wife, and so he tries to run away. The difference between him and Scott Peterson, this guy actually disappears, evading the police for years. You can watch his story on I Almost Got Away With It, or you can listen to us recount it right here. This is the story of Jerry Lee Bowen. so ready to get into this Scott Peterson wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> more, more like Scott Peterson wants to be him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Scott Peterson not wannabe. Don't want to be him. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, who wants to be Scott Peterson? <laughs> not even Scott freaking Peterson. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so our cocktail this week comes to us from liquor.com, and it plays off of Jerry's time on the run. It's called the 14 Hours Ahead Cocktail. Ooh. What you're going to do is take... One and a half ounces of London dry gin, three-fourth ounces of lemon juice, freshly squeezed if possible, and the same with lime juice, a half an ounce of honey syrup, a half an ounce of heavy cream, and one teaspoon of matcha powder. You're going to put all these ingredients in a shaker with ice and mix thoroughly. Pour into a glass over ice, and please drink with a reusable straw. And that's it. Save the turtles. Um, Are you ready (laughs) for the case? Drink up, dead drunkies. So Jerry Lee Bowen was married to his wife, Brenda Breckenridge, which was a great name, by the way, (laughs) for 19 years. In that time, they had two children together. However, in 1995, the Alabama couple went through a divorce. The two stayed on pretty good terms, though, and Bowen moved into an apartment that was just 100 feet away from their home together, where Brenda stayed, which Mm -hmm. is too close for comfort, if you ask me. Yeah. Jerry gave Brenda most of the couple's assets, and so from the outside in, it really looked like the divorce was quite amicable Mm -hmm. two years after the divorce though brenda disappeared when police arrived at the house after brenda missed a work meeting they noticed that it seemed like she had been getting ready for work her clothes for the day and her jewelry were all laid out and her curling iron was left on investigators searched the home and one of them went to talk to jerry the detectives mentioned that he hoped brenda was quote on a beach somewhere Jerry very quickly corrected the detective, saying that, no, she's probably dead, but she is in water somewhere. What? Are you kidding? No. (laughs) Later that night, Brenda's car was found in a wooded area near the home. All of her belongings were found inside, making robbery an unlikely motive. Mm -hmm. Detectives decided that the car seemed to be placed there in an attempt to make it look like she left. But they noted that the car seat was adjusted in a position that was way too far back for Brenda, who stood at 5'2", to be able to reach the pedals. Yeah. So somebody obviously moved her car. Also, that's just rude, I feel. (laughs) Like, John does this all the time where he just leaves the seat in there. Just get out and then pull it back to the closest you could possibly move it. That's where (laughs) I sit. (laughs) If Jerry Lee Bowen wasn't suspicious enough to police at this point. (laughs) Which is crazy if he's not. (laughs) He actually appeared at the site where her car was found, asking police if it belonged to, quote, 
the woman that's missing. What? Don't they already know that he knows that and she's missing? As if he didn't know her name and as if he didn't recognize that it was, was his ex-wife's car. That's pretty sus behavior, yeah. bro. Especially since you live 100 feet from this. Yeah. Thank oh, you my God. Much. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, police bring Jerry in for questioning. And two things struck police during this questioning. The first is that he didn't seem at all concerned about Brenda's whereabouts. He actually fell asleep while he was there. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> And secondly, and you drunkies will know he's guilty immediately when I say this, he referred to Brenda completely in the past tense. Oh. Which is yeah. just not a good look. Wow. However, because Wait, they had that also fits with the him not saying her name. They're oh, like, oh, yeah. the missing person? Exactly. Exactly. That's so creepy. He's really, really a good oh. suspect for this, right? Yeah. However, because they had no body, Jerry could not be arrested. Mm -hmm. He was released, but the police watched him diligently for the next few months. Two months after her disappearance, the body of Brenda Breckenridge was found. Can you guess where they found her? Uh, in some water? Yep. It lined up perfectly with what Jerry Bowen had told them. She was recovered from the Coosa River. Brenda had been wrapped up in a set of sheets from her home and tied in rope using slip knots, which was a favorite knot of... Jerry Lee, Lee Bowen. Bowen. <laughs> the ropes were also burnt at the ends, and Bowen's son later claimed that his father used that strategy whenever he cut nylon rope so it wouldn't fray. Oh. Unfortunately, they could not determine a cause of death because of how badly Brenda's body had decomposed by this point. Despite mm. this, they still knew that their number one suspect was her ex-husband, Jerry Lee Bowen. Yeah. <laughs> According to Brenda's father, Jerry Bowen also had a motive to murder Brenda. A few months before her disappearance, Brenda went to her parents and told them that Bowen had contacted her, saying that he was in financial trouble and wanted for them to get back together, which is not that great of a pickup line, Jerry. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm broke. Hey, I'm struggling for money. Can we get married again? <laughs> yeah. So Brenda told him, you know, I'm going to have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And he threatened to take her back to court. And all of this, including this threat, took place just four days before Brenda disappeared. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On top of this, Jerry Bowen had no alibi. Mm -hmm. He could simply, quote, not recall where he was before 9.30 a.m. on the morning of Brenda's disappearance. He also had 29 witnesses testify against him at trial. Oh, my God. So because of the mountain of circumstantial evidence surrounding Bowen, he was arrested and charged with the murder of Brenda Breckenridge in April of 2000. Mm -hmm. While awaiting sentencing, Jerry Lee Bowen, convicted murderer was released on bail. Police vowed to watch him very closely and followed him pretty much everywhere during this time. And for about a month, Jerry Bowen conducted his life very normally and quietly. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy to me. This is insane. Then <laughs> in June, just days before he would be sentenced, Jerry Lee Bowen vanished. They literally went to his trial and all of his attorneys were there. And they're like, where's Jerry? What? Nobody, like, went to go get him. He has to come on his own accord. Yeah. So That's then, crazy. You right. should go get that guy. Right. <laughs> so they go to his home, and he's not there, but they do find extremely disturbing information. On his computer was evidence that in the last six months, Bone visited over 5,000 sites about hardcore pornography, violence towards women, and cannibalism. Okay. Like, the, the guy on the... I almost got away with an episode was literally like, I've never seen anything so disgusting. Like wow. people should not in court should not have to see that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Terrible. They also found a note saying that he didn't think he should do time for a crime. He didn't commit and that he was going on the run. <laughs> so 
he, he hardcore looked up all of his kinky likes and terrible sexual perversions hardcore again like <laughs> yeah too many sites and then left this cute little note like <laughs> i'm not going to jail he Bye. said it he said it was for his family that he left it but like what family really your, yeah your kids even your kids were like um he probably did it yeah like. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so jerry bowen had been planning this escape since the day after he got convicted <laughs> he knew that he was being watched mm-hmm. and that he would need to find a car that they wouldn't detect so he decided to dress a little differently he put on a fedora and a pair of glasses and a cane and walked with a limp and he went out to buy a car which he paid for all in cash He then drove home, put approximately three bags of stuff in the car, waited until dark, and then left. Wow. So the police in, oh, I didn't say this before, Shelby County, Alabama, (laughs) began planning their next move. And they decided they needed international coverage to search for him because he really could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. So they got the FBI involved. Nice. They alerted border control officials that Bowen may attempt to leave the country, and they also searched Alabama diligently, mm-hmm. but what they didn't know is that Jerry Lee Bowen, by this time, was already in Reno, Nevada. Oh, he made a lot of good time. He did. He made good time. Because, I mean, I don't think anyone noticed, really, that he was gone until his trial. So he had, oh, like, those wow. couple days before to wow. so get people really start. weren't watching him as closely as they should have been watching I, him. I think after, you know, a little while of him just, like, going to work and coming back and, like, being a normal right, but person. He's, he's going to jail for life. He's going away for life. Yeah. So you need to watch this guy. Right. Because he's not... He's why a would you risk. think Right. Would, like, I don't know why they wouldn't think that he would... Right? It's insane. <laughs> leave. So Bowen's plan in Reno is to... Def- to befriend a homeless man, gain his trust, and steal his identity as long as they were about his age and close to his height. Mm-hmm. And so he did just that. He befriended a man named Richard Bassett. And this man had no contact with his family. He didn't work, and he slept down by the river. So he fit the criteria. Bowen stole his social security card and the information from his driver's license and drove to Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. In Salt Lake City, Bowen went right to the DMV to apply for a driver's license. He filled out the paperwork using Richard Bassett's information, and he actually accidentally slipped up and used his own birth year instead of Bassett's. (laughs) Come on, you already went through all that trouble. I know. So the teller of the DMV points out the error, and Bassett... Well, not Bassett. (laughs) (laughs) She thought it was Bassett. (laughs) But Bowen was... Able to convince her that it was just an honest mistake. He was very calm, cool, and collected. And though he was, like, freaking out inside, mm-hmm. he he seemed calm on the outside. So he got his driver's license, and now he is Richard Bassett, according cool. to Salt Lake City. So Bowen had experience laying drywall. That's kind of what he did for a job before. And he was able to get a job pretty quickly because he was pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. After settling in, Bowen decides it's time to erase the very last thing that's tying me to being Jerry Bowen, which is his fingerprints. Ooh. So over the course of several months, Bowen begins burning his fingerprints off using sulfuric acid. The pain is excruciating, which is kind of why he stretches it out over oh, months. God. And one night, Bowen took it a little too far, and the acid in his ring finger penetrated the skin and killed the whole tip of his finger. Oh. It turned black, and it started to shrivel up. It was really gross. And so he was forced to seek medical attention, which made him very nervous because if the doctor noticed the scarring on maybe his other fingertips right, during yeah. this, he would probably get suspicious. Mm-hmm. But luckily for Bowen, he didn't notice... But he did have to remove the tip of his finger. Ooh. Yeah. 
Bowen decided to take a trip back to Reno to check on Richard Bassett. He just had this feeling that something might have happened to him. And he mm-hmm. knew that if he had passed away, that he would need to find a new identity. Right. And he kind of had this this feeling because of how Richard Bassett conducted his life. He drank heavily. He did a lot of drugs. And unfortunately, due to all of this and other underlying health issues, uh, the real Richard Bassett had passed away. And so Bowen now had to start all over again from square one so he drives back to salt lake city quits his job and begins his process all over again okay so bowen now befriends a local homeless man named steven starbuck he's only one year older than bowen he has no family no job and so he steals a social security card and the information from his id and he heads down to charleston south carolina okay on the way he gets another driver's license under the name steven bell starbuck and he is now only one state away from Alabama in South Carolina, mm-hmm. which is kind of... It's crazy. You yeah. go back that close. Yeah. But he thought, you know, I'm th- I'm far enough away. Yeah. Bowen finds work and establishes a life in South Carolina. He actually meets a woman and begins dating her. And he even gets a speeding ticket with no suspicion from the officer at all. Wow. <laughs> Gives him his, you know, his new idea, Stephen Bell Starbuck. That's kind of insane. <laughs> He thinks at this point he's gotten away with it. He would drive through his old neighborhood in Alabama sometimes when he missed it and like reminisce about living there. He would never get out of the car, but still like you feel also feel that way. You know, like you feel that secure that you're going to drive the streets. Oh, that's a crazy amount of security. I don't I don't understand how any of these criminals on the run and I almost got away with it are secure in their running at any time. But usually after a while. They get usually after a run in like that with the police, they're like, I'm untouchable. Yeah. But that's when you slip up, guys. Like that's. Yeah. (laughs) So he felt pretty secure until December of 2004 when a neighbor of Bowen's is watching reruns of Unsolved Mysteries and recognizes the man she sees on screen as the man she knows as Steven Starbuck, who is her friend's boyfriend. Obviously, she told police and Mm -hmm. they came in the middle of the night while he was sleeping and (laughs) picked him up and he denied his identity up and down saying, I'm Steven Starbuck. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then they run his fingerprints. And despite the acid that he used to burn off, there was enough of his fingerprints still there to get a match to Jerry Lee Bowen. Oh, my God. No. Not that I wanted him to get away with it, but like all that agony. Oh, I know nothing so finally bowen's like you're right it's me you know and at this point he's exhausted of being on the run for four years at this point five Mm -hmm. years um so he's returned to alabama and he received a life sentence for the murder of brenda breckenridge and in 2005 he was also convicted of identity theft Mm -hmm. he was up for parole in 2019 but it was denied and he is still in prison probably good it's yeah. somebody should really examine all those people with Lee as their middle name because those people are <laughs> murderers for sure. Like that's it's <laughs> my aunt Cece. <laughs> Lee is her middle name. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I would love yeah. to see the percentage of because usually but it's L E I G H. I feel like oh, that's better. Yeah. That's different. Better. I'm thinking Lee L E E. That's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. It's crazy. If you watch the um, I Almost Got Away With It episode, if you guys aren't familiar with the show, um, it has the the fugitive on the screen. Mm-hmm. So you can see Jerry Lee Bowen talk about like the time that he was out of prison and 
kind of i don't know it, it's crazy because he seems like such a normal guy yeah and that's how he seemed to everybody um which is why they were so shocked when they saw mm. all the stuff on his computer they were like what wait what yeah. the fuck who is this guy um but it's very crazy yeah. that's what i love about i almost got away with it and like the murderer a murderer speaks or whichever one we used for oh yeah 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 for break ruth and that that deal so i it's so cool to hear it from their side and you really are, I mean, yes, these people killed other people, but they're also just people, you know? Yeah. Which I think we forget too yeah. often. Because they can blend in. Yeah. That's really, that's really scary. Some of them can't. Yeah, like, some of them There are definitely can't. some that are like, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, but those are like the, those I feel, I yeah. don't know, sometimes I feel like that's the, you know, like I, <laughs> when, um. I used to usually think of it as like the some that can't are the ones that like you could pick out like, oh, that's a crazy person for mm-hmm. sure. Like a crazy evil person. Yeah. Not like a I mean, maybe they did need they definitely needed mental health, mental help before. But like now it's too far gone. Like the <laughs> people that get on the train. There was this one person that got on the train. Alyssa and I were going to Santa Monica Pier mm-hmm. and we got on the train. This woman gets on the train She's just speaking to herself. And I thought, okay, that's kind of weird. And Alyssa was like, she's going to be a problem. She was a problem. She was like immediately could tell that she was going to be a problem. And already was like, she's got milk and sugar in her cup. Because I didn't know that homeless people would go to Starbucks and get milk with sugar in it. Because that's what's free. That's what's on the table. Why would you put sugar in it? Why can't you just drink milk? I don't know. But they put sugar milk. So then they're all like crazy on sugar sugar milk. milk. And... Wow. Yeah. You learn so. something every day. Um, also, I don't know if I said this, but Jerry Lee Bowen has um, has maintained his innocence this whole time also. All right. Well, I, I think it was him, but I mean, I feel know. like <laughs> I feel like we know it was him, right? Like it's just there's just well, like it's too all much. circumstantial evidence, but there's like yeah, but a it's lot so of it. strong. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's not like Scott Peterson's evidence. Scott Peterson's evidence where you could go like. Mm, he's probably just a dick like all of this stuff it's very clearly it does all jerry lee bowen yeah but yeah so do you want to plug our socials and then because we've been away for so long because um you know we both got new jobs and everything Mm -hmm. i thought i would give you a 25 question aptitude test to see what your job really should be okay (laughs) that sounds fun But before we get into that, if you make this drink, share it with us on Instagram at Dead Drunk Crime. You can share it with us on Twitter. We don't tweet all that often, but if you want to tweet, twet, you twat, can, you can tweet <laughs> us. <laughs> if you want to tweet, you can tweet at us. I wanted to say, do you, if you want to tweet or twat or twat. <laughs> yeah, but then I didn't want to say that. <laughs> tweet twat twat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Twitter is. <laughs> so if you want, you can follow us on the tweeters at that drunk crime. You can also come discuss this case or any of our other cases or even just random things with us on Facebook at Dead Drunk a True Crime Podcast or Dead Drunk Discussions. We're still there. New people are still joining our discussion group. So if you have a topic you want to talk about, post it yeah, in there. Post something, guys. I'm not. We're not good at posting. We are hoping that you guys would really carry this discussion group. Yeah. I will comment back to you. Oh, yeah. No, we'll get the notifications and we will fully participate. But we are really bad at starting conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're awkward. We're good at participating, though. 100%. 
Yeah, if somebody says hello to me and I'm wearing a mask, I usually just go, <laughs> like, and they can't see what I'm doing. So it's just this awkward <laughs> staring with my eyes. Yeah. You can also find this case written out in full with all its sources linked on our website at deaddrunkpodcast.com. On that website, you can find all of our other episodes as well. Some of our spooky shooters are listed there. But if you want to get in on some more spooky shooters and also cool bonus content and really, really get into Israel Keys, which we have completely unlocked for you, you can at our Patreon at patreon.com slash deaddrunk. We also have merch, which will be linked in the show notes and in our sources on our website. And yeah. that's what we got. <laughs> All right. So I'm so ready. What career should I have? This 25 question aptitude test is scientifically proven to reveal what job you should really have. It's one of those, um, like, agree, agree, kind of agree. Oh, sometimes, okay. Sometimes, okay. always, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So rate your interest in the following subjects. Um, from not interested, neutral, very interested, or like in between. Okay. Um, art and music. Interested. Business and entrepreneurship. In between. Neutral? Yeah. Education and law. Interested. Science and technology. Interested. Mm. Travel and hospitality. Not interested. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rate how much you agree or disagree with the following statements. I love working with numbers and data. Disagree. (laughs) I want to change the world and help others. Agree. Well, cute. (laughs) I want to be a leader and supervise others. Disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I do not want that responsibility. (laughs) I feel you. I'd rather be working with my hands than sitting at a desk. Is there an in-between option for that? Neutral. 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 Because I like to sit. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, my God. Yoshi, you're so bad. Hey, Yoshi. He knocks everything over these days. All right. Money is more important to me than the actual work. (sighs) I don't think that's fair to say. Okay. So neutral? Neutral. Money is always going to be important because you need money to right. live. You would not work with But if the money. work sucks and you're miserable, then it's not worth it. Yeah. Rate your interest in learning about the following topics. Okay. Food and agriculture. Mm, okay. Somewhat interested, I guess. Okay. Um, animals and the environment. Interested. All right. Nonprofits and politics. Ooh. That's a tough one because I'm interested in nonprofits but not politics. <laughs> so I guess in between. Neutral. Yeah. Psychology and marketing. Interested. Nice. <laughs> Technology and media. Interested. All right. Rate how much these traits align with your personality and work ethic. Okay. Creative. Yeah. Is that what I'm supposed to say? <laughs> yeah. It's like high, low, or medium. Oh, okay. Or somewhat. I don't know. Passionate. I think that depends on the work, right? So medium, maybe. Yeah. Assertive. No. (laughs) (laughs) Thoughtful. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Thanks. Strategic. I don't think so. I don't have much strategy to think about. (laughs) I'll put at somewhat low. Okay. 
Almost done, right? How important these values are to you. Okay. Growth. What it's oh. either not important, neutral, very important, or just like important or like important. Okay. Independence. Important. Relationships. Important. <laughs> Everything is important. Everything is. Recognition from others. Important. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Work life balance. Important. What the hell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. You got, you should be, drum roll please, an artist. Ooh. Other recommendations based on your quiz data. Animator, voiceover artist, which mm. like I guess you kind of are. National Geographic photographer, glassblower, and professional makeup artist. Ooh. Wow. I think we can eliminate a few of those. I'm not even good at my own you don't makeup, wanna, so you don't wanna, not that one. You don't want to blow glass? I feel like that's really a bad idea for someone as accident prone as myself, which is <laughs> I hurt myself opening sushi. <laughs> I hurt myself on the container no. of my sushi. And John goes, you just hurt yourself on anything. Huh? Like it's just, it it <laughs> doesn't matter so. what it is. I guess so. so. Glass blowing um, is probably not a good idea. A National Geographic photographer? That'd be pretty dope. That would be dope. A also, voiceover, voiceover artist. artist. I would love to be a voiceover oh, yeah. artist. And you could just work from home and record mm-hmm. stuff. If you're somebody that records audiobooks, I want to do that job. Can I do it? Yeah. I see I people have a on bit TikTok. of a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> I see people on TikTok that are like mm-hmm. voice voices of like Walmart and like Siri and shit. Cool. And they do like voice over challenges and they're really funny to oh, watch. Oh yeah. Tara Strong does a couple of those too. Oh, does she? Yeah. And um there's somebody from New Pulse that records audiobooks. I'm forgetting their oh, name right now, funny. but somebody Yeah. So cool. like it's an attainable goal. That I just thought awesome. of it as like, yeah, wouldn't it? How do I get into that, guys? I don't know. Point me on the right. We got path. the setup. <laughs> we got the setup. We can do it. All right. Well, well, I'll see you when I'm a famous voiceover artist, guys, <laughs> <laughs> or glass blower, or glass blower. <laughs> <laughs> Best wishes, Mr. Guy.